Beloved, you are about to listen to a message from Reverend Prince Lai. Reverend Prince Lai is the head pastor of Rescue World Chapel International and the lead evangelist of Christ the Healer Gospel Campaign. He has a dynamic teaching and healing ministry with miracles, signs and wonders that has affected and transformed many lives. And now, the voice of Rescue. Your word is already anointed. Anoint this list of clay. Ordain power in my mouth by the teaching of your word. Let the spirit of life enter into our lives and cause us to achieve success wherever we seem to be failing. In Jesus' precious name, touch us tonight. Amen. Amen. Clap those two hands together for Jesus. Oh, come on, celebrate the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Take back your seat. Amen. Alright, so we were looking at the issue of vision. We saw why it is necessary to have vision. And we said from last Sunday and throughout the three days program that we did last week. We said that number one, vision gives beauty to life. We said number two, vision gives meaning to your life. We said number three, vision gives drive. To your life. In other words, it gives you energy to be able to work hard because that thing you are working for is your vision. Then we also said vision brings order and discipline to life. Vision brings order and discipline to life. Then we said the discipline of vision is that it helps you to know how to use your time. Vision helps you to know how to use your time. Vision helps you to know how to, which people to associate with. When you have vision, you don't go everywhere people go. You go where people who have your vision are going. You work with those who have your vision. You don't waste your time with people who are doing something that has nothing to do with your future. You follow those who are doing something that has to do with your future or with your plan or with the things that you are trying to also achieve. You surround yourself with such people. Then we said the discipline of vision also that you, it helps you to discipline your finances. You know what to spend on, what not to spend on, how to invest both spiritually into tithing offerings and investing in the banks, buying shares, investing in businesses and other things. When you are disciplined because you have a vision for something, it helps you to know how to plan your finances. And then we also said that this is of eating habits. If you have a vision to stay strong in the future, you have a vision to maintain your weight, you have a vision to be healthy, by the time you are 18, you still want to walk without sick. That discipline will let you eat at certain hours, eat certain kinds of food, not eat certain kinds of food. So vision helps you have discipline, and the discipline makes you eat well, so that you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. Amen. Then we said number five, vision brings focus to life. That if you have vision, it gives you focus. You don't become distracted. Then today you are here, tomorrow you are here, today you start this business, tomorrow you are start like you don't know what you are doing. You are you you you, you, you seem to be disorganized, you seem to be everywhere, you seem to be jack of all trades. You don't really we don't know what you really want to do with your life. Vision will give you focus. It will make you focus on your life. Amen. So, we said that when you focus, you are able to have impact. When you focus, you are able to have impact. You focus your, your finances towards certain direction. You focus your energies towards certain direction. You focus your time to doing something. It's like because you have a vision, it helps you to focus your resources, your energy, your time, everything that you have. Can I hear an Amen. Then we said distraction device your destiny. If you are distracted, you are giving attention here, give your attention here, give your attention here. 
you will not achieve much. Destruction destroys life and destiny. I told you the story of the lion. How the lion can be arrested or caught in the, in the zoo by placing a four-legged chair and turning it around. It loses its focus because the lion is trained to focus on one thing. But when you manage to distract the lion, you are able to catch the lion. Amen. So distraction destroys life and destiny. Amen. And if you don't want your life to be destroyed, you don't want you to waste all your life, then you will learn to focus. Otherwise, you will lose focus. And once you are distracted, your life will not make a meaning. Amen. Have we learned something? So that is what we looked at in the past week. Clap your two hands for Jesus. Those who are not here, I've tried my best to recap for you shortly. Now, let's go to the business for today and then we begin to pray shortly. Today, I want to just speak to you shortly about accessing vision. Accessing vision for your life. Discovering the vision for your life. Oh, if you are clapping, do that better. Discovering the vision for your life. How do you because You know, um, some of us we were, we were first, it's not like we are better than other people, but we were just fortunate to access vision at the right time. We were just fortunate to know what God wants to do with our lives at a very young age. That is what gave us speed. That is why we are where we are at our age. Not because maybe we lived a very holy life, or because maybe we were trained from a Christian background, or because our father is pastor, or mother is lady pastor. No. It was just because we were just fortunate to know what to do with our life at a very early age. We didn't delay, we didn't waste our time in other things before now realizing that we say of So a lot of you are here, it is not like like you, you, you wish you don't know what to do. You just don't know what to do. Sometimes you wish you also knew what to like. You can also confidently beat your chest and say that this is what God wants me to do. But the thing is that you don't know. And you are trying to know that whether I should go into this business or not, but you still not to know how to. I've taught you the foundation, that the foundation is that number one, desire to know. And then the number two, pray in prayer, ask in prayer. Now, these are the foundations. Now, when you start praying this kind of prayers, now you need these keys to discover. These keys are the reason why some of us we can say we knew we'll be pastors before we became pastors. We got to know through these keys that I'm coming to show you. So you will know whether God wants you to be a lawyer, you will know whether to go into business, you will know whether you'll be good for, 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 for art, or you'll be good for, for, for science, or you'll be good for this career, or you'll be good for that career. When you have these keys, Bible says that for lack of knowledge, my people perish. May you never perish. Lacking knowledge of what you must do can make you waste your time. You see, if you don't know where to go, you go nowhere. Until you know where to go, you'll be where you are. Because you go nowhere. You will run in circles and get nowhere because you don't even know where you are going. And you see, if you don't know where you are supposed to go, you will not be able to tell whether you are making progress or not. If you don't know that by the time you are 30 years, you are supposed to be a lawyer. If you are still selling by the roadside, you will not know you have made something. Or if you are still in school, you will not know. But once you know that I have to be this, I want to be this, this is my vision, this is what I am doing with my life. When you are not there, you will know you are not there. It helps you to measure your progress. Amen. If, you know, if I know that I have to be in Kanishi and I am around other call traffic, I can measure my progress. I will know whether I have, 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 have either come fast or have slowed on the road. True or not true? So if you really don't know where you must go, <laughs> when you are getting nowhere, you can't even tell. And you die with because you don't even know <laughs> what you are supposed to do. 
Because for some of you, it is not the issue of Nyamim Renim Ripa. For some of you, you are wrongly located. And if you miss God's location, you will miss His allocation. You didn't hear what I said. That if you miss God's location, you will miss His allocation. He told Elijah, Go to the river. In front of the river, I have sent an allocation. A bed is bringing you food. Make sure you are at the river because the food will be dropped at the river. If Elijah had gone to the mountain, will he get the food? So, if you lack vision, you don't get provision. If you lack location, you have no allocation. You don't understand what I'm saying. You see, for some of us, God is not backing us. It seems like God will sponsor whatever He commissions. If He does not commission it and you send yourself, you must sponsor yourself. When Jesus sent the disciples and they went to win souls and they came back, he asked them a question. When you went, did you lack anything? And they said, no, we lack nothing. Because when he sends, he provides. He supports. So if you know what to do with your life, there will be divine provision to support that vision for your life. May you never lack in Jesus' name. Whatever you need to become what you must become, may that thing be released for you. You say, so, how do you access vision? How many of you want to know how to know what to do with your life? How many of you want to know? <laughs> or to change the topic? I know I'll pray with you. We'll pray. But I just feel like helping somebody. Because it looks like some of you, innocently, it's not your fault, but you don't know what to do. You know, yesterday I was chatting with a little girl. I think she's not even around here. She's choosing her schools and courses. Then she brought it to me that, Daddy, this is what I chose. I, I checked their courses. Home accounts, home accounts. I asked, why do you want to do home accounts? Because it's easy. Then I said, really? <laughs> why do you want to do home accounts? And I said, and therefore. Now, this house is determining her future. <laughs> but she, she doesn't know that she's going to meet biology. Elective biology. She said, I know. Then I asked her, ah, what is your passion? She said, oh, media minyanka, I will sew. Then I said, sewing, so fashion designing. It's your, it's your passion. Okay, then I said, if you go and do home accounts, fashion designing, and that school, they do fashion. But most of the home accounts, they catering. But the schools that do fashion, when you get there, they will make you do chemistry. Elective chemistry. As a science student, <laughs> so you see, so wrong notion. She's young, nobody is coaching. Hmm? I was saying that you have to gather them, you are their leader. Gather them every year, be doing seminars on that before they write their BC. Coach them, okay? Before they write their BC, after teach them what how they should choose. God, look at how one of your members is choosing. <laughs> Maybe I'll pray for her. Amen. It's serious. But you see, now I won't get that time for everybody. So, you have to take over some of these duties and organize meetings with them and show them how to make decisions every junction of their life, especially those going to write and those who finish writing. Oh, amen. So, how do you access vision for your life? Number one, now I'm going to rush through this because it's not difficult. It's simple. Mechanical, mechanical. It's simple. This why it's not preaching. Number one, how do you access vision for your life? How would you know that Number one, it can come through divine direction. Direction from the Lord. Some people are privileged to see vision clearly of what they must do. For example, I'm one. I wasn't confused because I know what to do. In fact, I kept seeing it till I grew up. And still growing up, I saw it. I saw it, in fact, when I decided to go left, the vision will come back, tell me, go right. 
when I decided to go to another country, God appeared to me after my, my thesis in the university. I said, come to Accra. Three times. He said, I said, come to Accra. When I decided to further my political ambition and become national politician, God appeared to me in the form of an old woman and said, didn't I ask you to go back home and do ministry? <laughs> so, in my case, I, I can't say, say, I'm fortunate to see and to hear. So that is what we call divine direction. Amen. Or direction from the Lord. You put more on more. Why are you first to be who say, I did not make better million in Yamibe, then it is so clear. But you will be on Yanisa. But you move you on more. You will be clear. Over soon, die over and over. Say, oh, yes, I did. Don't joke with it. It's a direction to what you must do with your life. Over soon, die. Maybe you are in that uniform. You are in that profession. God is directing you. God is directing you. You have visions of them. You have dreams of them. You'll be hearing from the Lord. God will direct you clearly. And there are some of you here, you have had such leadings. Maybe at a different point in your life, but you missed it. I asked one other lady, what do you want to do? She said, I want to do a Greek. That's said, a Greek? Because hardly will you hear somebody they want to do a Greek in Ghana here. Especially a lady. So I said, a Greek? Like a girl. 14 years, so I, I say she, she's a girl. And I said, a Greek, why do you want to do a Greek? She was sitting there, then, then, you know, with my experience, I quickly asked, do you have any family member who has promised you that will help you in a Greek? She said, yes. I said, oh, you are. That's why I want to do a Greek. You know somebody who does a Greek. You see? Now, these are people, you know, so 14 years, she's making a decision that will affect her destiny, but she doesn't even know. Because somebody had promised her that in the future, when you complete university, I will make them employ you in where I work. Somebody has promised her, and she has 10 years or 15 years to get there. And she believes the person will be alive by that time. Two, she believes the person wouldn't have fought with the mother or with the father. The person wouldn't be angry in the family and say, I won't help you again. <laughs> she believes that the person... So she's defined her future by her auntie's promise. And that's the story of a lot of us here. You did the course you did because that's what they gave you admission. You did the course that you did because somebody promised you that. Oh, but you see, I'm going to you And you are just there. But you see, the first thing that must leave, meanwhile, maybe you have had a dream. That you are doing something, but you are not taking it seriously. Maybe you have had a dream that you are in a certain profession, but you say, Me, I don't like it. But God knows what you prosper in. But you want to be like your friend, you want to be like your sister, you want to be like your auntie. Somebody's in nursing school, you should change time, you must go. Somebody has gone to the university. He's doing whatever course. Change to you must do so. You need admission at all costs. So if they will not give you the time and they will give you the situation, so you like it. After all, which I go to school at Legon, which I go to school at KNUST. That's all. You just want to go to school. Say mercy. And you see. The reason why the thing worries me the most is because we make these decisions when we are very young. We don't get the chance to grow. Imagine 14, 15, they are deciding now. And nobody will talk to them. They will grow up to now come and hear me preaching. They will be like, ah. So some of you, God has showed you what you should do in your dreams, remember. That's one of the ways God can show you what to do. He has showed you what profession you should go into. And it is called direction from God. Do you remember Joseph? God directed Joseph that he was going to be a ruler through a dream. He had a dream. Genesis 37. All his brothers, their sheep were bowing to his sheep. That is rulership. In other words, you are the one going to rule. His destiny was to rule over everyone. Everybody must bow to him. That is destiny. How will it happen? He didn't know. Where will it happen? He didn't know. But God showed him what his definition is. So he, he went about, he was so happy. He said, ah, I saw that all of you, your sins were bowing to my... He understood that he's going to become a great leader 
one day. Then in verse 9, the Bible said that he told the father, again, that I've had another dream, and the sun, the moon, and all the 12, uh, 11 stars were all bowing. When he said the sun, the moon, the father said, eh? You didn't just say the stars, the sun and the moon, me and your mother, we're all going to bow to you. <laughs> so, the father got to realize the destiny of the guy through a dream. So some of you, your dreams are telling you what to do, but you are joking with your dreams. And you are saying that you don't know what to do with your life. You don't know what to do. You know! The thing is that you are not paying attention to your dreams. Or perhaps you don't even like what you saw in your dream. Am I speaking? Or am I speaking? And then in Acts chapter 9, verse 3 to 6, you realize that when Saul of Tarsus was going to, to, to persecute the Christians, the Bible said that a great light appeared and he fell from the horse. And he had a vision. And in the vision, he heard the Lord telling him that this and that and that is what I'm going to do with your life. So God gave him a clear vision that I'm going to send you to the Gentiles and you're going to suffer many things. That's why Paul was called to the Gentiles. It came through that vision, direction. He didn't start preaching and then this group accepted him that he became their pastor. No. God showed him from the beginning that this is the group that you are going to preach to. You are not going to preach to the Jews. You are going to preach to the foreigners. The heathen. Those who are not Israelites. They are the, going to be your congregation. Amen. Like when I decided that I was going to Takrade, when God said, okay, I'm not letting you travel to Canada. You are coming to Ghana. And you are going to do church in Ghana. Then I had to cancel every plan I had. Now, when I cancel every plan I had now, in Ghana also I decided that I was going to Takrade. Why? Because of two things. Number one, Takrade, I can easily do crusades. I don't need a lot of money because villages are there, plenty. And then two, if I go there, I will not be hungry because from the village to the town, they have discovered oil, all those things. I'll get a job to do. I'm a degree holder. If I go, I'll get a job. When I get a job and I'm working, then I'll be doing the crusades. I don't need to come to Akaka. Akaka is too crowded. I'll get a job in Takradi. And I quickly made some calls and I got someone who is a very big man in Takradi a great man, an elder of Pentecost, who I was connected to, and was oh, okay, then come. Then I quickly did all my national service, everything, blah, 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 arrangement. I was on my way to Takradi. Then God appeared to me in another vision. He said, I didn't ask you to go to Takradi. Go to Akka. Say direction. So I didn't come to Akka because money is in Akka. I was on my way out. <laughs> I was not interested in coming to you. But you are not my plan. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but you were never my brother. I can't do this. No, 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 no. <laughs> and if I go to that card, I'll not see, you know, guys with a lot of life, life like this. I'll not see the villagers. <laughs> some of them, they are trust. That will be like, some of them, they are ahead. Eh? And maybe I'll be the only king call among them. <laughs> I'll be that cowboy. <laughs> Everybody will come to me because I'm that cowboy. <laughs> it will be very easy. It will be very nice. But I clap people. You tell left there's church. If I want you to praise the Lord, another person say hallelujah. Eh? When I came to Accra, by the time I am preaching, my members are dancing to the presence of the next church. They are sitting there and you see them be like that. To the priest. Because we were in a classroom. And there were five churches. Then I, yes, I saw my woman left, my woman right, two women in. <laughs> five churches. We were there. So by the time, you are there, and, and I saw that we mistakenly buy almost the same China mic. Because our money could only buy China. If we were going to buy China, go to China. So when he said his frequency, now that Tommy means speak anymore. Talk hallelujah. Now, maybe speak America, hallelujah. But, oh, yeah, now sorry, Mr. Miyama, sorry. No, I'm thinking seriously. Those are the challenges that have for coming to Accra. It is not easy to start a big thing in Accra because Accra will you be. Hmm? Who will say to Accra, who hear lights, stage lights, who hear smoke, who hear a lot of unnecessary things. They cry, say, me wapata be a champion. Champion Accra. Who near condition can I perform best of the boys? 
Because the churches are all over. When we are coming into me, how many churches do you mean? But in the villages, it's not like that. So I wanted to go to the village. Me, I don't, I'm not interested in your money. I wanted to go to the village. I wanted to do, like, with a lot of, like, people who don't know Jesus. Huh? <laughs> and then, I mean, I don't know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, did I enter into anybody's church? Uh, after I came to a camp, I never entered into anybody's church. So if anybody has come from his church to my church, problem. One bishop where the book came, they said, ah, he is stealing people's members. One bishop Dagger, they is stealing people's members. Well, the great man can say he is stealing people's members. I believe rescue is going there. Because already he said, ah, I'm stealing people's members. Did, uh, did I ever, uh, which church were you going to? I will see. Revival of three church. But now your pastor is angry with me. <laughs> but I don't even know the, the location of the church. I was just preaching. <laughs> that was all. And he saw me, like Nathaniel and then Andrews. Uh, Andrews and then uh, he, he, his brother is it is it uh, um, who who yes yes they saw John, John chapter one the people I'm talking about Andrews and then one other they didn't mention the name but I believe that he's Bartholomew but was as Jesus was preaching then John the Baptist said this 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 is the son of God hmm? when Jesus came for baptism was this is the son of God who is taking away the sins of the world this is the Lamb of God but was when they heard it then they told their pastor Oliloko we we'll see. <laughs> then they follow Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus didn't start them. If somebody come to this church, should I start the person? I don't start. Hmm? <laughs> I can't, I can't. One day somebody went to my special father, the, the one here, to go and report that I've stolen two of his members. So my special father invited me. He said, Ah, Pa, meaning now you're also for Kuba, but I can't hold you members. <laughs> then I said, Oh, what, what has happened? Then I said, oh, uh, he came to preach in my church and he met two of his members. Now there are four. Another two are stopping. Come. So he doesn't understand. He, he should warn me. Then I said, oh, which was the one they showed me? Before I came to investigate, I realized that there are some twins in the church. They used to go to a certain prophetic church somewhere. And the pastor invited him to come and preach because he's my pastor's friend. So I invited him. I didn't know that they have ever gone there before. Somebody went to preach in Chimami and brought them. They have even stopped the church long time and brought them to the classroom. That was it. That was my fault. They have stolen them. <laughs> then the brother Solo also went to, to this area to go and preach and met a certain sister and then preached to the sister. They said, They will not come. They will never come. Why are you talking about this, Pastor Prince? Is it God? Is it God? Every day, Pastor Prince, Pastor Prince. Is it God? Every day, Pastor Prince, Pastor Prince. For like three months. No, no, that lady too used to go to church there. So eventually, I think she was not enjoying the church anymore. But it was just prophesying, prophesying some other problems. So I think that she wanted somewhere to go. Then she remembered that a certain brother Solo had been worrying him with this pastor, prince, pastor, prince. So she said, "Let me close from work today and go and test." So we're just in the classroom where she just came, and Solo was even surprised. Hey, this lady does everything. What's she doing here? That was the first time when she came. Afterwards. She said, oh wow, he can teach you. Then she came again. Then again. Then again. Then again. By the time we realized she was no more going to her church. Then her pastor now called for me. <laughs> there became a problem. You see, if I had gone to my village, would I face that problem? No. And nobody would say that his member has run away to my church. But the good news is that I've not entered into anybody's church before. I've not gone to look for any soul. Anybody's church. In your church, which church? Apostle. This guy followed me to go and play bass for me at a crusade. It's not church. Then at a crusade, he told me that when we come to our car, I want to stay in your church because, like, my, my life has changed. This one week, being around you, my life has changed. I just want to stay in this. That also. I didn't ask him that. Then he brought Michael. Then he brought Adam. It's like, it's like that. So, when God sends you, He brings you the people. Okay? And there are many others who were not going to church at all. As for them, they, they are inside. But those who came from another church, that's what I'm explaining to you, how they came. But if I go to the village, I will not face this problem. 
So when I was coming from school, I didn't have a car in mind. Yeah, I put there, he was not going to church. He was enjoying uh, this guy there. You know, so these are the kind of people I like. Oh, not those that people accuse me that they came from somewhere. Papa, is it today? He's an elder. He's in the Bible school. Very soon he'll be a pastor. Don't even tell me that. I am telling people. Clap <laughs> two hands for the Lord. <laughs> Have you tried another chopper before? When it was sweet, didn't you stay there? Somebody, if I'm cooking my food and somebody comes to eat some and says that pastor, I'll, I'll come again. I'll come again. Should I start the person? So when you hear those things, let them know that listen, the man is growing his grass. And your sheep came to eat some. And your sheep decided to keep coming to eat. Oh, that's the whole problem. I, I, I can't stone the sheep. That would be cruelty. I can't, I can't do that. Amen. Oh, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. As one person, when he came, I, I, I said, God, ask for him. I know, I know the pastor. I was just here one day. I realized that a certain lady has followed. Where is the Yeah, Vera. A certain lady has followed Sister Vera to the church. And the lady, I know, I know the lady when I was very young. I used to go to their church. So I used to go there, down to my Goko photo. When I was very young, prayer camps, youth prayer camp. Because I, was, I wasn't going to church there, but I was so much on fire. They would come and pick me for their camp. Then I would be praying with the youth and other things. But I, I, was, also, I was like Matthew in those days. So I knew this girl who had grown there, married there. And recently I saw that she has followed this lady here. I thought she just came to visit. So after church, I was like, hey, how are you? Why do you challenge? And your children, you guys are looking great. How is your stuff? Then we had a nice shot. Then afterwards, they said, uh, Oh, now they have decided uh, I want to take tight card. I said, eh? You want to do a take tight card? Why? What has happened? Oh, I want to fellowship. I said, No. You go back. Then I sent her back to her pastor. But her pastor doesn't even know that I sent her back. <laughs> he only see her in church, but I didn't know that somebody drove her. But those I don't know them, what can I do about it? Those I don't know them, there's nothing I can do about it. Amen. Clap your two hands for the Lord. So when somebody tells you that pastor is stealing people's members, tell the person that it's not true. It's not true. We are only growing our grass. Anybody who feels like it's tasty and comes to drink it or eat of it, we can't stone that sheep. We can't cast that sheep away. We just have to allow them. It may be the will of God for their lives. Amen. Clap your two hands for Jesus. So, number one is what? Divine what? Direction. Divine direction. I think this time is not good. Divine direction. From the Lord. So you can know what to do with your life by God revealing it to you in a vision or word of knowledge. Like God will talk to you directly. You may see dreams, visions, or something that makes you know directly. That is number one. Like the examples I've given you. Acts 26, 19. Paul explained and says that when I saw this vision, I was not disobedient. So when you also see the vision of what God wants you to do, don't say, me, I don't like this. It's the doctor that I like. Me, I don't like that. I want to be the engineer. You, may not, you didn't create yourself. God knows what you will be good at. So if God shows you that you are casting uh, news or something, now they say newscaster. You are, you are casting news or something. Don't say that you want to wear green or white in your waist. God shows you that you are into fashion. It means you'll be very prosperous there. Don't convert another person's uh, profession. I, I get it. That's divine direction. Then number two. Some, like I said, only two people get the first one. Because it's quite sensitive, spiritual. So, for some like us, I'm privileged to be part of those few who got to know what they should do with their lives through divine vision. Through God showing it directly. So we didn't miss the way. But others don't get it that way. So there are other ways you can get it. Do you want to know the other ways? Now before we go to that, how many of you here think that in your lifetime you have had a certain dream or a vision or an impression in your spirit that you should go into a certain career or you should do something with your life that either you did it or you didn't do it but you've had that dream or that thing before. Some of you see yourself preaching. Some of you see yourself 
teaching in a classroom. Some of you see yourself doing stuff. Oh, let me see, honey, if you have ever seen yourself, it may be carpentry, it may be, it may be uh, engineering, it may be fitting, maybe I don't know whatever it is. Pay attention to it. Pay attention. It is your original purpose in life. You will be very successful wherever you are doing, but that thing will make you more successful if you should add to it. Clap your two hands for that. But now, quickly, in the absence of that specific divine direction, there are other ways you can access vision or know what to do with your life. Number two is revelation from the word. Sometimes you will not see a vision. You will not hear a river or like the word of God coming to you either through through word of knowledge and those things. But you can see your vision or what God wants you to do or your purpose expressly written in the word. It's like the word of God speaks to you. Look at it. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 7. Jesus was talking about himself. And Jesus said, For it is written in the volumes of the book concerning me. That means that sometimes reading the Bible can make you know what God wants you to do with your life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Reading the Bible can sometimes make you know what God wants to do with your life. It's that then said I know I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will O God. So Jesus' destiny was revealed through the written word. It was written concerning him. There are things that are also written concerning you. Look for verse 17. Look for verse 17. Jesus went to the temple and then like his custom was, he was given a book to, to read. One of the books of the Bible, Isaiah. And then he started reading. Then when he read it throughout, then he read it, then he told them, this day, this is what fulfilled in your eyes. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me, blah, blah, blah. Then He ended by saying, This day, this thing has been fulfilled in your life. That means that what has been written has come through physically today. I've become it. I'm preaching. I'm healing the sick. I'm casting out devils. It has come through today. May whatever is written about you come through in the name of Jesus. If your amen is loud, it will happen for you. I said, If your amen is loud, it will happen for you. So sometimes you are reading the word of God and the word of God can jump to you and tell uh, it's like you are hearing something else from what you are reading. Has it happened to you before? That you are reading the word of God is like a dookasa. Excel is like it's becoming pictorial. You can picture some things just by reading the word of God. So a lot of you, when you give yourself to reading the word of God or listening to preaching as I'm teaching, you will discover your purpose. Because some of you, this month of September, you have already started having issues. Whether what you are doing is from God or not. Some people came to my office and they said, Pastor, the thing you are saying, a, a, a new guy, what, what you were preaching has now answered the question I've been asking myself for so many. I've been struggling. Things are not working with this particular thing I'm doing. But when I heard you preach, I realized I just could know that no. That's it. That's the problem. I'm supposed to do this, but I'm rather not looking. I'm looking at this one. Then I said, well. Then he said, but pastor, how do I start? Then I said, come. In the week, I'll keep teaching on it. So some of you, through the preaching, you realize that you have chosen wrong. And you are beginning to realize where you, are, you, you should have gone to. You are beginning to realize what you should have done with your life. So the word of God is doing what? It's bringing vision to you. It's bringing direction to you. It's helping you to know what to do. Number three, passion or compassion of the heart. Passion or compassion of the heart. Now, sometimes, say that, oh, Pastor, the first one is spiritual. The second one is spiritual. It's all this thing, spiritual way we give it. Yeah, no more, no more. Yeah, almost said that. Yeah, strong, sir. So, my, yeah, quite normal. I did media picky. How many of you want that one? Like, I should stop playing spirit, spirit, and this is the one who dream here, I'm going to be here, and 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 I'm going to be here
Oh, some of you are saying that stuff will break down, break down to me level. Me no, me anita. Break down, break down to me level now. Now, naturally, practically, if you are now can in your practical. Now, one of the ways that you can, it's like a pointer. It can direct you to what you are supposed to be doing with your life. Sadia meba bekei. A idea, it me a direct, it me slow. Idea se wo diwa obra bo eya obediye. This whole matter is about success, and that thing is what passion or compassion. A day na uwo ayemshishema. A day na uwo passion ema. Is it music? Is it dance? Is it science? Is it mathematics? What do you have passion for? Is it gadgets? Is it art? There is something you have love for. Taking care of children. There is something you have love for. Every little thing you are teaching. One question. You talk. Ah! There is something you have passion for. That there is something that you are very interested in. Now, in the absence of vision, in the absence of dreams, all those spectacular ones, in the absence of Rima, the word of God speaking to you, one of the ways you can decode the direction to start moving towards is looking at what you are passionate about or what you have compassion for. What you have compassion for. Listen to me. Your life's burden, okay, determines your life's bearing. I hear what I'm saying. Where you operate, and in the area where you operate, your bearing can be determined by your bedding. Growing up, even if nobody had told me that I would be a pastor, even if I wasn't privileged to see visions or dreams, I realized that I had passing for something. Those days I remember, I wasn't born again. I was just a, a young boy go to school. In the days of class 3, class 5, I remember clearly. I was as stubborn as everybody. Doing everything everybody would do as a child. But there was something about me when I sit behind the television and I see pastors preaching that something is happening to me. I seem to like it so much. And I remember a certain pastor that I, I was always chewing his line. I was always imitating him because those days he was very popular on the TV set. He used to say, Arise, oh my soul, be strong and my power in the power of Jehovah. Then they'll play some big papa papa pa. Oh, it's like Superman. <laughs> so I laughed preaching when I see that a pastor is preaching. There's something. It's like you have seen somebody that is doing what you are born to do. But I didn't know that I was really going to grow to become like that. Okay? But that passion was there. That feel was there. I loved it. And then I prayed. I tried to change my voice like that. And those days, don't, my voice was not like this. They used to laugh at me that I have a girl's voice. After JHS, I used to sing a, a, a girl's voice. I was in school choir. And my classmates used to laugh at me that, oh, a girl, girl's voice, girl's voice. Oh, yeah. Uh, you'll be surprised that I've sang in school choir before. I've sang solo in Christmas carol, carol night and all those things. And, and then I hear voice, I hear awful. But when I was there, I've sang some before in JHS. I was in school choir. So after JHS, I, I, I hung my boots. <laughs> Amen. Now listen, but I remember in those days, Anytime we go to, I wasn't going to church. My mother would once in a while force us, then we go to Methodist, then they'll pour water on our head. Then they said, I'm just watching them like that. Don't know whatever they are doing. So I wasn't a Christian for me to love that kind of thing. But I always remember when we go to school, there was this woman who comes to preach at worship. When she comes, she's an elderly woman. She'll be arranging the thing alone. All the children, nobody even minds. I was the only one 
who will go try to arrange the chairs for, for her. So at a point, before she comes, I will set up because it was a joint this so we open the partition. So we have a long room. I'll open I will arrange them. Some of my friends will join me. Then when I put the puppet and I'll stand behind the puppet, then I'll be imitating Abishop Duncan William. Arise, oh my soul. Be strong and mature in the power of Jehovah. Ah. I'll be studying. I remember it because I was the leader. I remember it. Because it was something in my heart. It was something in my heart. Today, I have grown up and I'm doing the same. <laughs> so at the point, the woman liked me so much, she started making me read Bible for her. There was, but I wasn't born again until I got to class five. It wasn't even the woman who got me born again. It was another boy who came to the school. And when the boy is preaching the class, I'll be converting. I, I, I wish I could do what he's doing, but badness is not awesome. So I, I couldn't. But whenever he's preaching the class, there's something in me that I like him, but secretly, I, I, I couldn't say it. Because he was the new person, so Charlie, we had our squad, football is our game. Then one day, I saw him sitting down quietly during the second break. And everybody was eating. So I approached him under the Indian almond tree in Achimota. Under the Indian almond tree. I just approached him. Then I said, Mike, that's Abafukati, Abafukati. That's Indian almond tree. Abafukati, yeah. Sam was in our school, so he, he was sitting under. Whilst everybody was eating, in those days, what we liked to eat second break was Atomo and Pepe. You do, do not Atomo. And then Pepe. And then this guy was sitting up. So I approached him. Then I said, Michael, aren't you going to buy food or something? Then he said, oh, I don't have money today. Because I went to sell water, but they didn't buy. My uncle didn't give me money. It's when he sells the water that he can get something to eat. So the day the, he doesn't make sales, he will not. When he said that, ah, another side of me, I have another side. That side of me came alive. The compassion side. I like helping and giving a lot. That side came alive. When I heard that, I gave him my CDP and my transportation. That day, I walked from a Timota to Odoko. That was the day. Oh yeah. I'm not that. I walk from a chimota up and come. Me chapano, not me the me the kutu aye bo bonakakrana me cotta bonakakrana. Me cotta, I know I see me do la pass. Oh, I'm like, you've not done that before. Oh, uh, it did not make you see the journey. I was just coming like that. Amen. That day was when he looked at me and said, Prince. He, and he spoke in chief because he was from Ashanti region and he really did, was not good in English. Then he said, Who you need Papa Papa? Who are the cobble in some gym? Oh, is that my reward for buying your tomo? So then I said, I didn't say, Umfa, Umma, Yesu Christo. So I do Umma, Yesu Christo. And none of us is Then he started preaching to me. Then we went inside, I was saying, Bra, we went inside the classroom. He opened his tree Bible. Then he started teaching me. Asante chi. So as I'm a man, but I preach well in Asante. I can't preach in God and my God brothers are insulted. Because the one who got me born again is an Asante. And I can read Asante chi very well. I can read it very well. It's been a long time. But when I pick it, I start reading. You know I've read it before. I used to read for pastors around, even in Odoko. Why? It was that day. But before I became born again, there was something on the inside. Listen to me. Your passion determines your purpose and your burden affects your bearing your location what you are born to do what are you passionate about find purpose out of it what are you passionate about as I'm speaking be thinking what are you passionate about what are you passionate about some of you you are so passionate about electronics you have sports your father's always TV radio everything because you be experimenting, you see remote, uh, uh, you open, you see this, you open, you see that. You see, once you see such a person, don't worry him. Let him learn something electronics. 
See, don't, don't tell him to become a doctor. You have killed his destiny. This is somebody that has electronics in him. There's electrical. He's wired. Listen to me. <laughs> what you are wired for is what determines what you will live for. If you are not wired for it, you can't live for it. You must understand it. So me, when I'm chatting with people, I, I tend to look for what they are wired for. What do they like doing? What is their passion? What is their passion? Look at Joseph. You are suffering in prison. And other people are suffering. Nobody cares. Only you. You go and ask them, Oh, Mr. Butler, what is wrong with you? What is worrying you? Why has your countenance changed? Are you the only prisoner here? You think you are suffering. We are all suffering. How do you care? Listen. What you suffer in life determines what you offer in life. I hear what I'm saying. I said, what's what? Suffer determines what you offer. What you go through determines what comes out of you or what goes through you. Whatever I'm doing today, there's a lot of things that have happened to me. When I've been a blessing to people, I don't think twice. The reason is because people have been a blessing. I've suffered some things. So as a result of what I've suffered, I'm able to offer some things. Are you hear what I'm saying? So if you are looking at what you are good at, the passion you carry can show you the way. Am I teaching? What do you have passion for? Because what drives you determines what you will drive. What drives you determines what you can also drive. What moves you determines what you can move. I hear what I'm saying at all. How can you say you want to be a nurse when you hate blood? It's like when you see blood, something is happening. You can't be a nurse. Naturally, you don't like taking care of people. You are not caring. That's why today we have all sorts of people at the health sector. Now you go to the health sector and there's no pity. There's no help. You see, nurses insulting people on the bed and I want to go to under because today it is by bribe it's not by calling today it's by the uniform my mother is there so I must be there I can pay they don't have it they don't have it they don't have it those days you don't need you don't need to you don't need someone to tell you that this person can be police or soldier by the appearance by their behavior, <laughs> you can tell that Akwari was so Akwari was so police. But today, there are certain things I see in uniform. Ah, Malima Nusana Maha. Like, are they beauty pageants? Or they are officers? Because now the three Prince Academy has invaded. The, the, OSU that invaded the, Security agencies. Now they only select fine girls. Then you see, instead of, instead of guarding people, they are taking selfies. They are, they are, they are twerking on, on social media. Police and soldiers. And I become very, very surprised. And I see, this one, when most of you see, it's not a police person. It's not police material. It's not social material. It's that, a human name But in those days, when they see you, they know mm, it, your status tells your appearance. You see, you see a lady, and then you can see that this lady is robust. Nobody will tell you that. You see, he's born for this. He's born for this. You see, president, ah, that they machine. But you see other people. You wonder whether they are there for Ghana most beautiful. What is your passion? What is your passion? What is your passion? Then number four. I'm closing. Manifestations of your potentials and talents. Aside your passion. And what touches your heart? Your burden. What really worries you? 
Apply those things. Listen, if you see that you always have problem about something, check it. You may be wired to offer solution for that thing. Huh? If you realize that you always have problem, like you can detect a certain error easily. It's a sign that you were made to solve that problem. You were made to solve that problem. But nobody will say it when you get there and say that I don't want anything. You have something in you. You are so passionate about how those things are done. It's a sign that it's your field. But you see, aside that one, sometimes your talent, your gift, what you love doing can be a sign to what you are born to do. So if you have the talent to play, you play. If you have the talent to sing, you sing. If you turn your talent to your vocation, you make money whilst laughing. Without sweat, I mean. Check. You don't work. You play and make money. Because you have turned your hobby into your work. Are you getting what I'm saying? Maybe, oh, you can help yourself, Pam, dear. Like, oh, just, just, oh, party, Pam. Oh, you can help yourself, fashion designer. You can help Pam, dear, can you help you may be good at selling, marketing. If you turn it into your vision, you will make money without sweat. Without feeling like you are working. You may be good at singing. If you turn it into your profession, you will make money just having fun. And it's a nice way to make money. True or not true? It's a nice way. I don't see preaching as work. Like, well, what I say? I mean, I don't see it as work that I'm so. I don't know, no, no. I love what I do. It is you that you are sitting and listening to me that you are tired. I'm not tired. Oh, yes. You, you are listening now, watching the time. I'm, I'm not tired. I can talk to you tomorrow morning. Like, like right now, you are checking the time. Pastor has checked the time. Sir. But I wish it's that six thirty. I can talk to you tomorrow. Some of you say that you're more tired. You're more tired. I love talking. In fact, I love talking. You see, when I was young, <laughs> people normally one man looked at me. He was a senior in the ministry. He looked at me and said, that you, your father and your mother, they should not waste money to take you to buy uh, to, to to school. They should just send you to Bible school. They should just send me. <laughs> later, am I with this guy from Minko School? Yeah, Minko this over. People look at me, tell her, hey, this guy, who can't in Semo? I was very young. When I'm not preaching, God, the things I say, they are big things. So I normally hear elderly people say, say oh, you're in Semo. Or companies. I remember our first crusade that I followed my spiritual father to Golokwati. That was my first crusade. And that was the first time I was working with him in his team. So we were supposed to preach behind people's house. And I was giving megaphone. I was 14 years old. Then I started preaching in Chi. As I was preaching, my pastor and today his wife and other people, they, they, were, they were like, hey, I could not come in the world. 14 years, I was saying, what the hell is creating? Hey, 14 years. The thing, my bank of faces, 14 years. I wasn't afraid. Obi Maiso. My pastor was afraid for me. When we go home, then the lady, uh, the wife now, said, hey, that, that has been me. I talk. I know how to talk. That's been my gift. That's what I used to win elections in school. When I was in school, I was doing politics because I can convince I can talk to you to touch you. I can convince. When I was in Bible school, everybody, when we were completing, every Bible student, we were going to be made pastors. So everybody was allowed to come and preach their first message. Then they will introduce pastor. So he will come, he will fire. Then they will all clap. Then they will, they will give him marks. Then they will call for that. So he will fire. Then they will clap. All the elders were there, administrators. 
taking my then it got to my turn. Then also came to fire. When I finished firing, then I sat down. When our administrator came, he said, Shall we all rise up? Then what we said, Let's pray for our brother. Of <laughs> the only person they requested for prayer for me. Let's pray for our brother because the way he preaches and the passion that he, if he starts teaching one thing, People will believe it like it's correct. Yes, in fact, let's pray for him for God to prepare. <laughs> that means that conviction was so hard that he himself was shaking in his seat. That's to raise prayer point for me. I was born to do this. What are you born to do? You can go to Bible school and come and preach, but you may not preach like someone who is born to do it. Amen. What is your gift? What is your gift? We are going to pray. What is your gift? Proverbs 22, 29. It says that a man that is serious with his work, he will stand before kings. Chapter 18 says that the gift of a man will make room for him. So in the absence, if I won't say, I mean, and then I won't say, 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 I it's your field. It's your field. It's your field. It's your field. Rather, only Pemba. Rather, only Pemba. You are using that same map you can use to make money to just play around, ladies. Amen. Your gift. Then finally, choice. First Timothy 3 1. Choice. When you don't see all these things, you, you don't have passion. What do you like? Sofo Mimpe. What is your talent? Sofo, no kena mini 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 talent bia. Mi mini we mini shiye. O de o so unye die bia. O so won tishe. In the absence of all this, at least instead of wasting your life, make a choice. I said make a I said make a It is better to end 70 than to end zero. At least make a choice. Make a decision and stay with your decision. Because in the absence of, you don't know what to do with your life, so make a decision. Decide on something. First Timothy 3 1. He says, He who chooses the work of a pastor chooses a good thing. That means that there are people who are called, there are other people who call themselves. And they are all allowed. They should just do it well. That brother who says, Listen, I'm a banker, but I just want to work for God. When he starts preaching, and he will do it well. He will pray. He will evangelize. His church will grow without any help. You that you say God has called you, don't do the right thing. You have a small church. And he who is the doctor preaching will also have a big church. And you'll be shocked. Because sometimes when you choose, God blesses it for you. This scripture says that if you choose. So if you don't know what to do, choose to become a teacher and do it well. Learn it. Learn how to become a teacher. Learn how to become a nurse. Learn how to become a lawyer. You don't know what to do with your life. Instead of going gray hair, now you need to be a Choose to be a Just don't choose to be an arm robber. Just don't choose to be a slave queen. Just don't choose to be a prostitute. Don't say your hobby is eating. Choose to do the right thing. And God will bless it for you. By all means, have vision for your life. I said, by all means, have what? And let your vision be burdensome. Let it drive you, okay? Let it drive you. When you wake up in the morning, go about your vision. Don't let your friends move you around. Hopelessly. Oh, Then you are following. Have vision. Have vision. Let your vision define your time. How you use your time. Let your vision tell you how you use your money. How you, you put in money. Let your vision tell you the things to do. The people you roll with, your vision should tell you. Choose a vision. Ask somebody by you, do you have a vision? You can choose one. Choose one. Choose one. Choose one. If I ask that now, you are 35. You don't know what God wants you to do for your life. We'll be 50 now over again. Choose something. Choose something. Rise up to your feet. Clap your two hands. There is power in your name. You are the power.
beloved, thank you for listening to this message by Reverend Prince Lai. If you have been blessed by this message and have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, kindly say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died that I may live. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. I believe I am a child of God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you have said this prayer, know that your sins have been forgiven and you are now a new creation. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays at Odoko, Adjacent Best Point Savings and Loan, Odoko Market. For more information, please call 0543-248-982 or 0241-372-895. God richly bless you.